This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What is up, Raider Nation? Back from my little break. This is the first time I've taken two weeks off like that. I feel refreshed, ready to go. It's not the exact ending to our season that we wanted, but I'm looking forward to this series of podcasts now going into the off season. Uh, we have a lot of great guests. We have a lot of great content to cover. Of course, we have Mike Mayock and John Gruden, two guys who are rebuilding this franchise. And last off season, it was a pleasure to cover. Of course, things turned out. I mean. I remember last year going through all the position groups, going through all the possibilities, looking at how we can improve this team, and Mike Mayock kind of went above and beyond, especially some of the veterans we brought in. We brought in some good guys. We, of course, had a fantastic rookie class, so this is making me super excited to look ahead of it, You know, kind of just get a little jump start, see the things we need, because you know Mike Mayock pretty much has a plan already in place. You know he has players that he's already looking at. Of course, we're just kind of making educated guesses over here at the Raider Cody Podcast, but it is going to be exciting to cover. Looking forward to it. 2020 Las Vegas Raiders. The build starts now. The finishing touches. Of course, two years ago, you know, we started saying that we are building for Vegas. We are building for Vegas. And that was, you know, two seasons ago whenever John Gruden came in. Like, look, you know, of course, we're going to try and win now, but we're building for Vegas. This last year, we got a little bit of an early present, I guess. A a little, I don't want to say... Uh, too many expectations early on, but you know we were six and four at one point, so this team was looking good. Of course, they were a lot of close wins. Of course, the point differential wasn't in our favor, but that's what happens whenever um, I guess you allow a lot of points and you're not putting up the most points in the world. You win close football games, and we did that, so that was good. It's it's a start. So now we find ways to take this team to the next step. And the first thing that I'm going to cover right now in this off season is going to be the offensive line. Now, to help me with this offensive line, I'm going to be bringing in special guest Richie Incognito to get a little inside look at you know, just some of our players, how they are, even just not even on the field. I don't really care that much. I'm sorry. Let's talk about football, of course. Uh, but really, I'd like to just get to know this guy, get to know some of his teammates around him, um, how they are in the locker room, uh, what they think of each other, things like that. Um, so I'm looking forward to having Richie on here shortly. And of course, you know, in my two weeks that I've taken off, it's the end of the season. The overreactions have happened. Um, so here's some of the things that Raider Nation is, uh, I guess, overreacting to. 
The move to Vegas, of course. That's been a thing that's been going on for three years. But now the immediate reactions are here. There's some fans that are, you know, finally, I think reality setting in. They're like, am I really going to follow the team to Vegas? I think that the, you know, the majority of them are, but you know, there's a lot of local fans that they were fans because they were in Oakland and I don't blame them. If a football team was, you know, within 30 minutes or an hour of me, I'd be very fond of that football team. And I would be very aggravated if they left. But at the same time, I think a lot of fans realize that this is a brand. I'm a Raiders fan. They always say, what's your favorite team? I say the Raiders. I don't say the Oakland Raiders. I didn't say the Los Angeles Raiders. I wasn't really around for the Los Angeles Raiders, but still I'm a Raiders fan. And I think a lot of fans are biting onto that. If you're listening to this podcast now, I'm guessing that you have, you know, bitten onto that. Um, Of course, the still same talking subject or the biggest controversy, should I say, between Raider Nation is Derek Carr, a quarterback going into the future. Uh, That is something that all I'm going to say is I'm I'm not going to sit here and and argue about it, hit on a bunch of talking points, but I'm going to say missing a wide receiver one, the ability, right? The ability that you miss without a star wide receiver like that. And I hate to even bring this up on the podcast right now, but Antonio Brown, had we had Antonio Brown, tell me we couldn't probably win a couple more games to get in the playoffs. That's how close we were. We were one player away from making the playoffs. We were one player away on our offense to carry probably, you know, the 30th through 32nd ranked defense into the playoffs. Probably the worst defense in the league. That's how good our offense would have been to carry this football team into the playoffs. One player. Of course, now we're not going to be able to just go out and find an Antonio Brown this offseason, but, and hopefully we don't. That was obviously a bad experience, but it, it could be something similar to the Khalil Mack thing. You know, we don't need to replace Khalil Mack, but we just need to fill that void. And I think that's definitely something very possible this offseason. A lot of people are wanting to burn the house down and changing out a quarterback, like I'm saying, you know, that's the obviously the big talking point. Why would you want to change out a quarterback that could possibly have led? one of the worst defenses in the league into the playoffs. Maybe just one player away, one or two players away, a couple skill sets, you know, if we could score a little bit better, if we could put some more points on the board, if we can finish drives, things like that. So obviously, I mean, the tools are there. The groundwork's there. A lot of people are wanting to burn the house down, but we have a lot of good things growing. And I think we still really are even on both sides of the ball, as much as I hate to say it, the defense had some things to work on, but towards the end of the season, they started turning things up. So I think both sides of the ball are just a few pieces away and let's not, you know, erase everything on the drawing board right now and start over just because of that. Um, And also the final talking point I want to hit on is Mike Mayock reportedly quitting. And it's not really reportedly. That was just, Somebody just having a feeling that he wouldn't be surprised if Mike Mayock went one and done. And that's all it was. It just wouldn't be surprised because of all the stress through Antonio Brown. And I understand. Uh, if I was in Mike Mayock's shoes this last offseason, think about it. I mean, you come off of TV, you're an NFL network uh, analyst, draft expert. Uh, you're the dude. You come to the Oakland Raiders. You're the general manager. You get three first-round draft picks. Of course, you got that second, so you get basically four first-round draft picks to work with. So that's already a lot on your plate. I'm sorry. That is a lot of pressure to deal with. And then to go out and trade a guy like Antonio Brown, deal with him all offseason, deal with the media, deal with all the crap that he put up with, um, and start the season like that. His I mean, last offseason was nuts for Mike Mayock, and I'm sure it did take a toll on him, but I'm sitting here telling you that Mike Mayock is not a quitter. Um, I can tell you for a fact from someone that I've talked to that Mike Mayock isn't going anywhere. 
So get used to it. I know it's a little scare. Of course, there's things to worry about. And uh, I guess the only thing I can say is, yeah, he probably was stressed out. And yeah, it was hard. So hopefully this offseason is a little bit easier on him because he's a dang good general manager. And I'd like to make his job as easy as possible. Let's get rid of the dysfunction. Mike Mayock doesn't deserve uh, some of the dysfunction that we've dealt with uh, the last, you know, whatever, 20 years, whatever it's been. So, yeah, those are the three talking points, of course, that's been going on here, uh, along with, you know, fans wanting to get rid of Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther, I'm hoping, is a guy that's going to have a Tom Cable-like turnaround. But this is all stuff that we'll go more in-depth on in the offseason. But with this two weeks, uh, you know, I missed a few announcements. So let's go ahead and cover these things before I get my guest in here. The 2020 opponents have been announced for the Raiders. We'll be traveling to play the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, of course. And then we'll be also traveling to play the Patriots, Jets, Falcons, Panthers, and Browns. And then at home in Vegas, we'll be playing, of course, you know, the Broncos, Chiefs, and Chargers. But then also coming will be the Dolphins, Saints, Bucks, and Colts. So I'd say kind of like last year, not really the best home lineup I like to go if I'm going to go to a home game. I like to see him play a good opponent or I like to see a, you know, a, a good recognized quarterback play. I was, I was lucky to see like Peyton Manning and stuff go to the Oakland Coliseum and play us. So I think that Saints game will be a good one for us to play. Hopefully, you know, they line our schedule up. Of course, we're waiting for the actual full schedule to come out. I think that's maybe around April and middle of April, I think was the last time. And it was a little later than normal. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think the Saints would be the one if Drew Brees is back, of course, which I think he will be back in New Orleans. Uh, that'd be a good matchup to go watch. And hopefully they line up our schedule to make the season opener, week one, also our home opener in Vegas. That'd be absolutely huge. And a few announcements uh, award-wise. Uh, center Rodney Hudson was named to the All-Pro second team. Of course, Rodney Hudson, uh, along with Trent Brown, were already named to the Pro Bowl along with a few alternates that we had, which is very deserving for Rodney Hudson. Don't get me wrong. I'm a little biased, but I think it's pretty clear to say that he was probably the best center in the league this year. He's had two straight seasons not allowing a sack. He allowed like the fewest pressures, the fewest quarterback hits. Rodney Hudson was an absolute stud this year and finally wasn't getting snubbed. That's what it took for Rodney not to get stubbed on stuff. But I will say I think Rodney should have been first team all pro. But hey, you know, we can't we can't get them all Raider Nation. So one step at a time. Raiders cornerback Nevin Lawson was suspended one game for using his helmet as a weapon. I guess that was the final game of the year against the Chargers, or I'm sorry, against the Broncos. I must have missed it. I don't know. I still haven't seen it. I've been looking for some video footage to pop up somewhere. Maybe I need to rewatch the whole game and try and look in the background of some fights. But apparently Nevin Lawson used his helmet as a weapon and he's suspended one game. Of course, he served a four-game suspension at the beginning of this year. So uh, this is another, I guess you know, a little repercussion, but I think Nevin Lawson, uh, could be back. I like Nevin. Um, I was a little weary of him coming in. I kind of thought he was the Detroit DJ Hayden, not really some standout corner, but he ended up playing out. I mean, really well, especially some of those final games where we had a lot of injuries going on at corner. He stepped up, had some, a couple, two or three big pass breakups. He was playing great, a little hot or cold, but I think he's playing hard and I think he liked being a Raider. So yeah, Nevin Lawson, one game suspension. And two signings have already happened. Two contract extensions for the Raiders. Uh, The second one, I'll start with this one first. We'll go backwards here. Raiders guard Denzel Good signed to a one-year contract extension. This is something that I was really looking for. And mainly because, obviously, I think Gabe Jackson, a lot of people have been thinking that his contract's a little too much. I'm not sure if Gabe Jackson's going to be a guy that goes, but I do like Denzel Good there as a safety net. 
Of course, he was there whenever, you know, Richie was out with his suspension. And whenever Richie was out the final two games with injury, of course, he was out. Or Denzel Good was there whenever uh, Gabe Jackson was out with his injury, his knee injury early in the season. And he, I think he filled in great. I think he filled in awesome. I mean, obviously, as a guard, you're not going to have a whole lot to do in pass protection. I mean, it, it's it, if you can be a good guard in pass protection, your numbers are going to look great. And his numbers look great. He didn't allow really. I don't think any sacks. Um, he allowed maybe like five quarterback pressures the 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 first few games that he played. I haven't looked at the stats for the final game against Den- Denver, um, but I really liked what Denzel Good brought to us, and I think we definitely needed him there. I was hoping maybe more than a one year contract, but this one year contract I think um, shows that I think we might be giving Gabe Jackson one more year to battle that out, come off his knee injury, uh, be interesting to keep track of. But now the final announcement. Richie Incognito was signed to a two-year, $14 million contract extension. Of course, last offseason, his signing was controversial, coming off a dude that's you know struggled in the past uh, with off-the-field issues. Um, he came on the team. I think everybody kind of had their concerns. Like, of course, we've never been a team where you can bring on a player that's had some issues and then actually pan out. So, I mean, hats off to Richie, man. Thanks for you know breaking that curve, being that dude. Him and Darren Waller were guys this year that you know made me proud to be Raiders, to be able to come in in the silver and black. And be, you know, I guess really just consistent, be great locker room guys, be great teammates. Um, it was awesome. So Richie Incognito, shout out, man. He's going to be coming on here in just a minute. But obviously this is something that Raider Nation was really looking forward to. He's an old guy. He's what, like 34, 35? But he definitely, I think, has two more years in him. Of course, the last year and a half or whatever it was, uh, him playing football, wasn't really full-time football. I think he's rested up. He's in great shape. He played great. Uh, of course, now it's just a matter of staying healthy. His last couple of games were the only games that he missed because of injury. The rest were because of suspension. But besides that, he was arguably the best guard in the league. Of course, we'll talk about that some more. Uh, but Richie was a guy that really could have been the most valuable free agent pickup last offseason. Of course, you go out and you look at Trent Brown. Probably our best free agent signing. But whenever I'm looking at value, like value, I mean, we signed Richie to a $1 million contract and the dude played like a pro bowler. Really. He was a top five guard in the league easily. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm really looking forward to getting him on here. I hope you guys are excited to hear from him as well. I don't hear him do too many interviews. I don't, I don't talk to him a whole lot or I don't hear his voice a whole lot. So uh, I'm going to take this short break. And when we come back, joining me is going to be the newly extended Raiders left guard, Richie Incognito. So joining me now, the 325-pound left guard who just finished his 14th year in the league playing 162 career games, the four-time Pro Bowler, and once recognized by PFF as the first-team All-Pro. A big fella that just signed a two-year contract extension with us a little over a week ago. An early fan favorite, Richie Incognito. What is up, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. I oh, appreciate it, man. I know uh, you guys are enjoying your time off. It's been a couple weeks now. How are you feeling after the season, man? Feeling good, man. You know, these uh, these first couple weeks of freedom is nice. You know, not waking up to an alarm clock, kind of making your own schedule. Uh, I've been playing a lot of golf, so uh, yeah. it's always great once you uh, you get into the off season. You know, freedom 
and, uh, you know, just laying out my plans for training and, uh, getting ready to get back after it. Yeah, there you go. I, like I just mentioned, you got this two-year contract extension, but I got I got a question, man. I, I want to know, did they re-sign you uh, to the actual active roster last year, or do they want you to be the bouncer at the new stadium in Vegas? <laughs> exactly. Maybe 50-50. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have to keep people out. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited and I'm grateful. Uh, you know, the contract, we all knew it was coming. Um, the, uh, the Raiders and Mayock in, in particular showed me a tremendous amount of respect uh, you know, the deal was done very quickly. They made their first offer. We kind of, uh, you know, my agent, you know, sauced it up and, uh, the deal was done very quick, but, uh, Mike did an excellent job. John did a great job recruiting me. And, uh, I'm just grateful to the organization to, uh, to have an opportunity to come back and, and get this thing going, man, get the Raiders back into the playoffs. There we go. So it was John Gruden that recruited you and Mike Mayock got the deal done whenever you first came in last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I had been talking to John. I had known John. He was the uh, coach of uh, our Pro Bowl team out in Hawaii a couple of years ago. And uh, John's, a, John's a football guy, and he's a, he's a fun-loving guy. He's a great recruiter. You know, He's just a guy you want to uh, sit down and have a beer with. And yeah. we were hanging in the pool. It was me and Eric Wood, and John came over with a, a tray full of beers. And he said, you know, you got to take care of the O-line. got to take care of the hogs <laughs> up front. But, I mean, full tray of beers. It's like, I love this dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm but, talking um, about right there. It, you know, it was more me recruiting the Raiders to give me an opportunity. I had I'd started working on John around the owners' meetings and, and combine. Combine, then owners' meetings in Phoenix. And uh, it finally came to a thing where John hit me up and he said, you know, no more texting. Let's get you in for a visit. And uh, the rest is history. Good stuff, man. Well, we're happy to have you around here. And you've got seven months under your belt, and I want to ask you now just about the fan base. Did Raider Nation live up to the hype? Dude, Raider Nation, I, I had no idea, right? I knew I knew Raider Nation was, was strong and proud, but I, I had no idea about the costumes and about, you know, how <laughs> deep the Raider Nation is. Uh, you know, we, we go to places like New York and play, and it's it feels like a home game. Uh, go down to the Chargers Stadium, and it's all Raiders fans, man. Uh, they're, they're, there's a lot of them. They're passionate, and uh, they love their Raiders. Yeah, man, and we love Raiders that play well. And uh, Do you like stats, Richie? Uh, you know, I mean, I think <laughs> stats are uh, a big part of the game. I, I, the one thing I don't like about the stats is you can, you can skew them to make a guy look, look better or worse than he actually is. You know, like... Like Monday Night Football, they'll pull they'll pull up a stat on some guy and be like, "Well, the last four games he's playing, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, well, show me the last eight games, you know?" Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, man. Uh, did you know that among all offensive guards in the NFL this year that took more than fifty percent of the snaps this season, you allowed the least quarterback pressures, hurries, and hits? I think only like nine total pressures. So, uh, arguably, man, yep. one of the best seasons as an offensive guard this year after taking a year off. And you're kind of, you know, I don't want to. I'm only saying this because you're not in my face, but you're kind of an old guy. You kind of rolled off the couch and you're just out there being an NFL stud, dude. What's up with that? No, no doubt, man. You know, it goes back to, uh, to preparation. Um, you know, I, even on my year off, uh, I, I stayed close to the gym. I trained my butt off. Um, you know, coming back in, uh, getting with Coach Cable, cleaning up some technique stuff, uh, adding some stuff to my toolbox. You know, I'm, I'm the type of player where, you know, you can always get better. You can always work on something. And I, I'll always try something, something new. And Coach Cable worked on me, worked on some stuff with me. Uh, we, uh, we grinded through training camp. And uh, there you go. I mean, uh, I really did have a good year in pass protection. You know, it's great yeah. playing next to a guy like Rodney, stud center, 
Um, uh, very confident guy goes up, makes the point. Uh, you know, we have a ton of confidence in him to get us pointing in the right direction. I got Colton Miller out to my left. I think Colton, uh, is a tremendous football player and, uh, he made a huge jump from year one to year two. And, um, I'd love to, to say it was because of me, but it really was because of his hard work in the weight room and, um, him just being a man out there on an yeah. island at left tackle. Yeah, no, you, you got some dogs, man. Colton, Rodney, you, Gabe, Trent, and even uh, brought back old Denzel Good, too, man. Yep, excited to have Denzel back. Uh, Denzel was uh, was great in uh, in spot duty, you know, for, for me and Gabe. And I think that's invaluable to have guys like that that can come off the bench and, and play at a high level. There we go. Um, I want to play a game here. And based off your, your five main starters, you had Colton, yourself, Rodney, Gabe, Trent. You know what? I'll throw, I'll throw Denzel in there, too. He can play along. Um, I, I want to ask you some questions. And you got to tell me which of these six players best fits the bill. You ready? All right. Okay. So let's pretend you guys go camping, right? You guys got a little offensive line camping trip going on. You guys set up your tent. You get the fire going. Which one of you guys ain't fitting in your sleeping bag? Oh, man, that's Trent. Easy. Trent and Gabe, they definitely ain't fit in a sleeping bag. Those are two big humans. <laughs> yeah, dude, Trent's enormous, man. Trent's enormous. But, okay, Trent serious question huge, now. Man. Serious. We'll get away from the jokes here. I know there's I know there's some inner competition here with you guys. Um, let's say you guys lay down on the, on the bench press. Who's hitting the most weight? Whew, I'd say me. I, I, oh. I'd honestly say me. Um, but... Uh, uh, that's 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 my forte. Bench press is the one thing I take pride in. I got a I got a big bench, so I'll, I'll give it to me. Okay, okay. Mind if I ask what that is? Uh, right now it's about five hundred. I, uh, I hit five hundred back in the day when I was with the Rams, and uh, I stroked four seventy five uh, at Exos last spring, and uh, I hit five hundred in season again. Jeez, man. Remind me to always be nice to you in the future. Remind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's where all that good pass protection comes in, man, using your hands uh, and keeping guys off of you. That's some good stuff, man. Now, um, who's the overachiever in the group? Like, who, who's spending the most time in the facility between you guys? Definitely Rodney. Rodney, I mean, that guy is in super early in the morning. He's always got his iPad. He's always studying. You know, he's getting called into meetings upstairs with uh, Coach Gruden and uh, Coach Ole, Coach Olson. You know, they give him the protection plan. He comes down and uh, he, uh, you know, two days a week, he's the coach teaching us what we got to do. Um, but uh, Rodney's a stud, man. He's a, he's a great person. He's a great player, a great, uh, great leader. And um, he shows it, you know, him and D-Car, you walk into the training room at an ungodly hour, you know, 545, and they're on their iPads, they're grinding, taking notes, and uh, it's awesome to see. That's crazy. Yeah, Rodney Hudson's definitely beloved by Raider Nation. Another guy that we extended this year early on, so that was good to see. And now uh, I, I got another goofy. I got I got a cheesy one for you. Listeners have heard this question before, but let's pretend you guys go to dinner at Red Lobster. You got another offensive line date, but this is for dinner. Um, you, you're sitting there waiting for your food. I'm sure you're all hungry. You guys are snacking on their cheesy biscuits. Then there's only one left. You all want it, but who gets it? Gabe. <laughs> Big Gabe. <laughs> I've never seen uh, anybody eat like my man Gabe. He can uh, he put down some food, and uh, he enjoys it, man. He enjoys every second of eating. You'll come in in the morning, and he'll have his big old plate of cheesy eggs. He's shoveling it down. He's got cheese hanging from his beard, and he's just, you know, he's happy. You're the second person that's told me about Gabe's eating habits, so I'm going to take that very serious from here on out. That's two sources now, so I'm all over it, man. And I got one last question for you. Uh, let's say you have an off game. 
you're a little bummed out when you're off game, maybe you allowed a sack or something, which you only allowed, I think, one this year. No big deal. But which one of your fellow offensive linemen would offer some words of encouragement? Which one of the fellow? You know, we all pick each other up. You know, Rod would definitely come say something. Gabe would come over and be like, all right, what move did he, what move did he get you with? Um, you know, we always talk like that. But, you know, when, when you have a bad play, it's, uh, it's really important to just move on quickly. You know, you, yeah. can, you can sit in the film room and, and dissect everything on, on Monday. But, you know, out there, you really just have to roll over the next play. Yeah, so that's good that you guys pick each other up like that as a group. Uh, obviously, the offensive line. All together, man, you know, as fans, we like to break everything down. You guys are one of the highest-paid units in the league. But overall, man, we can't we, – we have zero complaints. I mean, you, you guys could be the second-highest-paid uh, unit in the league. And usually that's where fans attack the most. For some reason, they like to put their hands in, in, uh, in players' pockets. But, you know, you guys are getting paid all that money, and we are just loving every single second of you. So we're glad that you guys are all getting along out there, man. Yeah, appreciate it, man. You know, we got a, we got a, uh, we got a good group. You know, we're a diverse group. We all, we all bring a little bit different game to the table, but uh, we play well. Uh, Coach Cable does a really good job with us. You know, getting us on point uh, as far as uh, studying and game plan and stuff like that. And um, you know, he's always there with uh, some good technique advice. And what I think you, you have is you have a, a, a group of uh, veteran guys um, that know what's expected of them and that yeah. are really just selfless. You know, we get in that meeting room, coach cable and he asks, you know, Rodney to do something. Rodney's an all pro pro bowl center over there. And he's like, yes, sir. Taking notes. You know, you got, yeah. you got me in there. I'm, I'm, I'm always hungry on the film and, and, and uh, getting in the details of the game plan. And I think, you know, to a man, I think every, everybody prepares that way. Everybody's in, everybody works hard. So um, that's my way of saying I think I think we are deserving of uh, of all that money. I love it. I love it. You know, uh, you remember that Chicago Bears game, of course, in London. I'm sure you remember it pretty well. There's oh, a, man, that was fun. That, that but, was our coming out party, dude. That was awesome, man. That was uh, that got some things rolling right there. Of course, put you guys on the map. But there's, dude, there's this small clip that's been floating around of you getting off a pile. And you push this dude's head into the turf. Do you remember that play? Sure. <laughs> I, for one, man, us fans, man, we love it, dude. As Raiders, I mean, I'm just like, oh, this dude's freaking born a Raider, man. Like, what took him so long to get over here? No doubt, man. I, you know, that's the crazy thing. Everybody says that. Even Groot, he's like, man, you were born to be a Raider. You were born <laughs> to wear that black. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it seems fitting. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's stuff like that that gets me off my couch and every Sunday morning ready to watch some football games. But I want to close this thing out, man. Oh, we've yeah. had, we've had, we've got some good things to grow on. We talked, you know, a little bit before we started recording here, and we got some good things to grow on. But of course, you know, we're a passionate fan base, and there's been a lot of controversy. There's been a lot of narratives being pushed around. Um, I mean, really, and the first one, the main one that's kind of been pushing around all season is the captain of your team, Derek Carr. And I kind of want to just know, like, the general opinion about Derek in the locker room and maybe the confidence that you guys have in him leading this team going forward. Yeah, so uh, Derek Carr, first and foremost, amazing person. You know, huge Christian, huge heart. What you see is what you get with that guy. I mean, he is uh, consistent. He is a great leader. um, And he's a great player. Um, Coach Gruden has an extensive offense and uh, that, I mean, that's an understatement and Derek runs that offense like coach Gruden was out there on the field. Um, you know, 
uh, tough situations, fourth quarter comebacks. I mean, the guy is out there just chucking the ball around the field. Two minute drills is where he excels, uh, facing the pressure. Uh, he knows where to get the ball. Um, you know, let's, let's be honest. We didn't have uh, a ton of speed and, um, uh, a ton of, uh, star power out there at the wide receiver, you know, for yeah. reasons out of our control, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah, had yeah. A, a little, little blip, but, um, you know, uh, we, we have a tremendous amount of Derek Carr. The way he the way he runs coaches offense, the way he gets us in the right plays out there, the way he chucks that ball around, distributes the ball. Um, we have a ton of confidence in him and uh there's no way he's going anywhere. He's coming to Vegas, we're gonna we're gonna get this thing in the playoffs and we're gonna get this thing right. I love it. Um, I love that players can back their teammates, but it seems like this is authentic. Um, so that's good to hear from you backing up uh, your team captain here. And you know, moving on I don't want to. We got a lot of controversy here, of course, always in Raider Nation. But uh, <laughs> always, always in Raider Nation, it's uh, it, it, it literally is like every day something good's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a understatement for sure. But you know, and it, just outside of us, man, you know, people hate us as Raiders fans, and I don't know if you guys uh, saw there was like a report that was showing data that the Raiders are penalized at double the rate of the rest of the league when it comes to like subjective calls, you know, holding pass interference, all that kind of different stuff. You pretty much have everything at this point, especially this year, you have everything stacked against you when you're a Raider. Now I don't want you to, you know, I don't want you to catch a fine or anything right now, but does the, does that locker room have like a us against the world mentality or is it just, you know, us on the outside and you guys just do what you do? You know, it's, it's kind of weird. I'd love to say it's us versus the world mentality because to a certain degree it is, but really what it is, is, you know, we got 53 guys in that locker room. We're just concentrating on doing our jobs and, and going out there and, and competing at a high level on, on Sundays. Um, the refs calls against us. I saw that stat. That's kind of uh, astounding. You know, it feels that way in, yeah. in some games, you know, we'll get, we'll get something going and then the flags come out and then, um, you know, it's difficult, you know, it's, it's definitely difficult to overcome, but, um, but yeah, you know, we, we some Sundays we got to go out and play two opponents. We got to go play the visitors, and we got to play the refs. But uh, everybody in the league deals with it. Everybody has to overcome it, and uh, it's just one of those things where it's a part of the game now. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, you guys overcame it pretty well. You guys were off to a pretty hot start, six and four. The ending of our season probably didn't go exactly how you guys wanted, but we got a fresh start here, man. Um, we got a big off season ahead. Uh, what are you looking forward to? We had we had a great rookie class. Um, I got like two last little questions for you and this is regarding uh this offseason and going into 2020 um looking at what mike mayock did last year looking at what john gruden did last year bringing in talent what how how excited are you man for the future of this team yeah i'm extremely excited you know just judging off this last rookie class i mean they found stud after stud after stud diamonds in the rough uh guys that who are going to be cornerstones of this organization for years to come and that's where you got to build you got to build in the draft um, you know, it's nice to go get a guy in free agency, go bring a, a Trent Brown in, go bring me in, you know, but really we're ancillary pieces. We are, we are not, um, you know, what is going to carry this organization for five, 10, 15 years. And to see guys walk through that door, Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, Max, uh, Ty, uh, uh, what's the, what's the little corner's name out there? 27. Oh yeah. Trayvon Mullen. Uh, yeah. Trayvon, Trayvon. Uh, I mean, these kids are just, that, that shows you what an old guy am. I don't even know guys' names, but, <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, I mean, the, we, we drafted a bunch of studs and then you, you just hope to continue having that success moving forward. So, 
extremely excited to see what they bring in. We have a ton of draft capital. We have a ton of cap space and, uh, it, uh, it's, it's really exciting. You know, we can, we can only bring in people that can help. Good stuff, man. We're all excited. I'm glad you guys are too. But lastly, Vegas, baby. Are you ready for the transition? <laughs> Vegas, Vegas, baby. I'm, I'm ready for the trans. I'm ready for the, the Vegas experience. I'm, uh, I would probably be worried if I was 25 years old, but <laughs> yeah. being 36, 37 years old, I, I've, I've learned to, to, to live in a city like that. Living in a city like that is different than visiting a city like that. Yeah. And, um, we're going to have our bumps and bruises. We're going to have young guys in the clubs and doing their thing. But, uh, you know, it's no more, no more of a challenge than being in Miami or New York. You know, the temptation is yeah. always there. You just got to get guys to make the right decisions. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's just the headline that, that brings people to that conclusion even more because really, I mean, you, you go down to L.A., you go to, like you said, Miami, you go to New York, it, those options are there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. Hopefully this – I think we have a pretty good core, guys, and guys like yourself, you know, we'll be relying on you to pull back those those young guys, those young temptations a little bit for us. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to take a village, but, I mean, what an exciting time. We're, we're moving to uh, to Vegas. Um Brand new stadium, brand new practice facility. You know everything will be brand new. Oh, that's um, gonna feel good. It's uh, it's an exciting time to be a part of the organization. Yeah, I love it, Richie. Uh, quick, I just want to tell you, man, from Raider Nation, we appreciate you coming on here. We're glad last off season, uh, your signing just kind of came out of left field. Uh, you're a name that was never really. Uh, swirling the rumors all of a sudden you were there for a workout all of a sudden a few days later you're getting signed we're like all right we got richie incognito bam that fills a hole let's get this thing going and based on i mean what you played for coming in on a one-year contract like you did showing out i mean i i listed some stats it's not even the stats man you watch you play on the football field uh you've been phenomenal and i mean you've you're the first raiders player guest i've had this off season um so i'm really looking forward to having you as a building block for 2020 i had to get you on here get your opinion on some of this team man and after talking to you uh man i'm even i'm even more excited for the future brother so i appreciate you coming on and and uh i guess reassuring us yes sir thank you for having me and uh lots to look forward to uh for raider nation man we're excited as a team i know i know the fan base is excited and uh you know playoffs and super bowl is on the horizon and uh, that's what we're working for there we go. Big Richie in Vegas in 2020 plan for the Raiders. Let's get this thing. Richie, I will talk to you later, bro. So there we have it. Raider Nation. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with soon to be second year Raiders left guard Richie Incognito. Uh, looks like he's got three years in him in the silver and black. Looking forward to it. Closing out his career here. Being a building block or should I say a, a reference tool for some of the young guys coming in especially working with guys like Colton Miller working with guys like Denzel Good and other rookies just all around the map in the locker room man he's kind of just like the the big brother to other teammates especially younger teammates so definitely looking forward to it I'm glad that we have him on board and now talking to him especially here in a, I mean really talking to any player that I've had on this podcast makes me an even bigger fan of what I already was for him uh, so definitely pulling for number 64 in the future but Raider Nation just to close this thing out we're gonna have a few more guests lined up in the future uh, a few players a few people that are come in talk about college prospects uh, we're gonna have a few guys just maybe from around Raider Nation, other content creators. We're gonna have Kenny King coming back in here, mixing it up a little bit with some real talk stuff like that. We're gonna just go back to a weekly episode, so don't expect bi-weekly shows like what we're doing during the season. Expect a show like 
pretty much every weekend. Um, if I can do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, that's going to be my, my weekly go-to right there. So be on the lookout for the Raider Cody podcast to stay consistent all the way through the off season. Uh, maybe we'll get into free agency. I'll drop a few more episodes. Maybe I'll get into the draft and drop a few more episodes uh, whenever we get closer to big events like that. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you you know check out everything on my website, RaiderCody.com. Follow me on all of our platforms. That's Facebook, Raider Cody Podcast, Instagram, at Raider Cody. Uh, go to my Twitter, at Raider Cody. Follow at your own risk. Uh, you can follow our podcast page, at Raider Cody Pod. Make sure you follow Kenny King Jr., at Kenny King underscore Jr. Uh, a lot of good things coming this season. Make sure you're all the way in the loop. We'll keep your Raiders content flowing. I don't care if there's no football. I don't care if you don't see any players suiting up in the silver and black. We're still going to have a lot of stuff pumping out over here content-wise. So, like I said, thanks for tuning in, and I'll probably see you guys next week. Maybe with uh, maybe with Hunter Renfro, too. We'll see. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.